At Life Street Community Church, we believe that we are the church. It's not a building, a program, or a tradition. A church is people. You and I are the church, and we have influence. We have responsibility, and we have the honor and privilege of being called God's church. Each of us is part of that church, and that includes you. All right. So, I'm going to just move things around for a minute here. Um, it's a new year, and I'm going to talk about what that means this year. Yeah, we got something in code here. Um, so, it's our eighth year as a new church. Eighth year. Isn't that surreal? For some of you who have been here, anybody here like since like day one? Has anybody, we, got, we got a few. Yeah, they're mostly sitting in the back. That tells you something. Um, it's hard to believe it's been that long. You know, we began in a cafetorium in the Sharon Elementary School on a 95-degree June day in 2010. And now I'm quite certain this is the coldest day of Life Tree's existence. <laughs> when I got in my truck this morning, it was negative two. But listen, think about it this way. Anybody, I mean, anybody is really cold, right? Think about it this way, though. The rest of the year, it's only going to get hotter. It's not going to get more cold than it is today. Like, I hope. I hope. Like, I'm going to speak it in faith, right? Like, now watch. It's like, like three weeks from now, it's going to be negative five. But they're saying, like, what, 40s? It's like coming? Like, it's coming, right? Like, even maybe rain. Like, wow. So, just, who knows? But it can only go up. Right? There's just perspective. But here we are on a frigid day in January 2018. And uh, there's been a lot of life in between. In Ecclesiastes, King Solomon Famously wrote these words, you've probably heard them before, but he said this, For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. To everything, there is a season, right? Songs about that, um, and every season is unique. See, that's the thing about um, seasons. We're clearly in winter. Winter is here. Winter's not coming. I don't watch the show, but winter's not coming. It's here. Winter is here. You know, spring is coming. Um, but the thing about seasons is you've got to know what season you're in because it sets your expectations, right? Like if I woke up and I expected to walk out in shorts today because I expected this to be summertime, oh boy, that would have been a, I mean, some, anybody have shorts on? Any of you kids foolish enough to have shorts on? No? All right, my son, do you have shorts on? No? Okay. He will soon. I don't know, these kids, they have like, no nerves or something. I don't know what they will outside. And it's like it's 20 degrees. They're like, I'm sweating. Like, I don't understand. Um, so you need to know what season you're in, um, especially for trees. You know, we've got some, we have a lime tree in our house. We got it from Chris. Where's Chris? There's Chris back there. We got a lime tree. We had a lime. It was great. It was awesome. We got two limes this year. We're first year. First year, we got two limes. They were really good. And right now, the leaves are falling off. And I'd be really concerned if it wasn't the winter, right? Because if this was supposed to be a fruit-bearing season and the leaves are falling off, something's wrong. But I know that this is winter, and that's what happens. And then in the spring, new growth, right? And in the summer, hopefully we're going to have 20 limes, right? But, like, you have to know what season you're in because it sets expectations and it clarifies. Trees don't bear fruit in every season. Uh, Dr. Henry Cloud, he's a famous uh, counselor, said that everything has seasons and we have to be able to recognize when something's time has passed and be able to move into the next season. So it's part of, about leaving the past behind. It was a year of wonder in 2017, and it's over. <laughs> no more wonder. No more wonder. No. Um, 
And so our history, we're going to kind of run through our brief history. So if you're a guest today and you have no idea, um, that's okay. You know, I'm going to put this maybe down. Is that uh, maybe down there so that way it doesn't block everybody? Is that any better? Or is that you guys? No? How about if I put it right in front of Kevin? All right. Well, I will still move it back again, but I'll lay it down. Let's see if we can go. How about in front of your drums? I'm walking all over with this. Let's put this here. There you go. That way you can still see up there. So here we go. 2011, 2010 was our first year. It was a year of kind of getting around ground ready. We didn't do a graphic because we weren't really even a church. 2011 we did. 2011 was a year of uh, planting uh, the seeds. There we go. Year of planting. It was like, okay, let's just get started. Let's start somewhere. Let's get our hands dirty and let's start something. Let's, you know, if we want to, if we want something to grow, we got to plant something. That was our first year. 2012 was the next year. And uh, you can just run through them, Dustin. Here we go. 2012, this is a year of cultivation. All right, this was, this was okay. Now that we've planted stuff, let's not plant in other fields. Let's just take care of this and develop this and uh, get to work on what we've already started. So that's what we did in 2012. 2013, next one. There we go. It was a year of increase. Okay, so now you see, look, there's like little sprouts. Okay, so now like it's going to grow and it doesn't grow overnight. Trees don't grow overnight. Best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. Second best time today. Okay, so a little bit. Uh, so a little bit of growth. It was like, okay, we're going. So now, okay, first fruit. All right, we're getting there. We're starting to grow. We're starting to see things. And first fruit is actually a biblical uh, reference and it was an offering that for the first harvest that you bring in, you give it away. We say we feel like God's going to bring fruit. We need to make sure that this is just in faith. We're going to say, God, we're going to give you the first of everything. And so we gave out away that year. And it was we, we, every year we developed what that meant a little bit more. So if you're with us, you remember these. Next uh, was uh, 2015. This was a year of maturity. Uh, this was the year we became, I said, a, a sovereign church, a formal church ourselves. We grew up a little bit more. We moved, I think, to a senior center. We did a lot more things in that year. Um, then we moved into 2014, but this was the year we actually became formalized. Um, next year was 2016, and this was a year of giving. And we just said, how can we give away now? Now that we're finally grown, okay, now we're big enough to now start blessing other people with stuff and giving things away. And so we did that in 2016. Then, as you know, 2017 was a year of wonder. We said, God's going to act in some ways. Oh, wow, it's really dark. There's a guy here somewhere. He's like, he's like right here. There's like an outline of a guy staring up at a sky. It's a little faded on that projector. Um, but it was a year of wonder where God was going to act in power. And we talked about that all last week. So if you want, you can go listen on the podcast and it's on there. But this today, it's a new year and uh, it's a new theme. And so we're going to put it up on the screen as well. Uh, so you can put it up there, Dustin, 2018. Um, this is our, our theme for, for this year. Now, 2018 is going to be a year of Emma. It's actually an M and an X combined, an M and an X. And that stands for multiplication. So you have an M for multiplication, an X for the times, you know, like that idea of multiplication. And that's a forest is what you're looking at. And I'm going to break that down for you a little bit today and unpack that, uh, what that means for us. Because I think it means something for us corporately, but also something for you personally. I don't think God gives us these seasons just because it's something fun to do. I think it's really this is the time it is. And it's a time for you personally as well. In Genesis chapter 1, it'll be on the screen so you can read along. We read this, it says, beginning of, the, beginning of the story. It says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth, and all the small animals that scurry along the ground. Next verse 27 says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. Ready? Here it goes. Verse 28. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. 
Fill the earth, govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and the animals that scurry along the ground. The first command God ever gave to humanity, first command anywhere, be fruitful and multiply. It's the first thing he ever said. Every year I celebrate a birthday. Anybody else do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I get, I get older. The mirror reminds me daily, right? My shoulders and knees remind me. My back reminds me. I'm getting older. But you know what? I'm not multiplying myself just because I get older. It doesn't make me multiply, right? When Anna and I had children, okay, well, then our family multiplied, right? Because the numbers changed. It went from two to three to four to five, and that's it. But multiplication is the result of reproduction. God made Adam and Eve and said, okay, go be fruitful and multiply. And 7.5 billion people on the world right now. It worked. Be fruitful and multiply. First command God ever gave to humanity. Later, we read this in Genesis chapter 22. It says, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven. And he said, this is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son. And this was a story where Abraham had uh, been obedient to God, saying, go sacrifice your son. You're like, human sacrifice? I don't understand, neither do I. But God didn't actually have him follow through with it. He stopped him. But he just wanted to test him and say, Are you, would you be willing even you know, to, to trust me that I could bring your son back to life? Abraham didn't. God says, because you're so faithful, I swear by my own name, verse 17, that I will bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Like the stars... In the sky, and the sand on the seashore, your descendants will conquer the cities of your enemies. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. See, there's a promise God made to Abraham that multiplied children of God are a blessing to the world. Not just multiplied children, because people have lots of children, but multiplied children of God are a blessing to the world. And then Moses, as you follow the story, generations later, Moses, just about before he's dying, in Deuteronomy says this. He's praying over Israel, praying a blessing over them as he's about to die, and they're going to go into the promised land. And he says, the Lord has increased your population, making you as numerous as the stars. Oh, he just said he was going to do that. Now he has done that. And in verse 11, Moses says, and may the Lord, the God of your ancestors, multiply you a thousand times more and bless you as he has promised. See, multiplication is a blessing. It's a good thing. It adds complexity. Anybody with lots of kids or more kids or even one kid knows that with multiplication, uh, it's a blessing sometimes. It adds complexity to your life, but it causes joy. See, I want to just be clear that when we talk about multiplication, that we're not thinking about more or um, bigger, faster, but it's altogether something new. It's new life. It's something different and independent. The mark of maturity in any, whether it be animal or human, doesn't matter. The mark of maturity is the ability to reproduce. That's what marks the transitions from childhood to adulthood, is the ability to reproduce. And we believe that God is going to bring about new life in us and through us, and that it's time for us to produce life in others. And so every time we do a new season, we introduce it in four layers. And if you've, if you've been to lecture, you've heard these before. If not... Hey, well, welcome. You get to hear this for the first time. So the four layers. The first one is personally. Personally. That God is going to multiply faith in you. And that means not just, um, you know, 
take your faith and make it more. But he's going to birth new things in you this year. There's going to be faith for things that you didn't have faith for before. right? So it's not just going to take your faith and increase it because it's not about the size. It's just if you have it or you don't. And if you don't have faith, maybe you don't have faith for your finances or maybe you don't have faith for your health or maybe you don't have faith for a relationship or your job situation or for your future. I don't know what, but God's going to multiply faith in you. And what we're going to do this year is we're going to try and make that really, really practical. And so we're implementing or introducing something new this year called X Factors. X Factors. Here we go. We got X Factors up there, maybe. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. Isn't that cool? Oh, man. It could be X-Men. X-Factors. In your programs should be a little card. Does everybody have that card? If you'll take out a little card, it should say X-Factors. Everybody, is that in there? Yes? Okay, everybody should have it in there, an X-Factor card. Take that out right now. What we're doing this year, this is really practical. It's really very simple. It's not complicated. Um, but we're going to challenge you each month with something that will help you multiply faith in your own life. Every month it's a different challenge. Okay, so throughout the year, we'll be doing something new monthly. If you want to participate, great. If you don't, nobody knows. Okay, it's totally up to you. But for January, the first one is in your hand. Okay, what you have there on the back is a scripture verse. That scripture verse is Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, and that will be our verse for the year, really. That's where where, uh, it comes from. And so we're going to read this uh, together, and it says this. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Verse 43, a deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. Just so you know, this is the, the genesis of the church. This is where the church began. It says they sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. And all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. He multiplied things. There were four things they did. Verse 42, it says they, they taught, right? There was fellowship, which is getting together. They shared together. Communion, worship, and there was prayer. So that's what they committed to. And the outcomes where people were filled with awe, there were miracles. They couldn't help but give God praise. They were all blessed. The church grew every single day. More and more people. Salvation was rampant. Lives changed forever. The, the pen writing names in the book of the life was scribbling furiously every single day. New names being written every day. It grew. So what we're going to do is that card that you have in your hand over the next four weeks... I encourage you to memorize that. It's the first one, the first challenge. Can you memorize five verses? Right? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six verses. I didn't take math in college. Um, don't judge me. Um, but I believe that simply the habit of memorizing Scripture multiplies faith in us. Will you commit to just memorizing that? That's it. You don't have to. It's just an option. It's an X factor. Do you want to multiply faith in your life? Start there. It's very simple, practical. If you want to take that card home and throw it away, nobody will know. It doesn't matter. But if you want to grow in your faith this year, this is one step. 
And every month we'll do something different. They will not always. This is the only one that's going to be on scripture memorization. Every one will be different. We're going to introduce 12 different challenges. So if you say, I'm going to take this month off. I want to do this one. I'm going to try that one. And listen, try it. Even if you don't do it, it's going to be productive if you try. All right. So try to memorize that particular passage. And the goal will be to plant seeds of faith that you've never experienced before. So that's the first one, personally. So every month, you can look for an X factor. All right, we'll probably be putting out some uh, social media and things like that to help you stay connected. For those who want to participate, you can share stories of you know, what's, what's helping you, how you're doing with that, all that kind of stuff. But memorize that. The second thing, the second layer. So first is personally. The second is in our church. As we said, healthy things reproduce. And so... So this is going to be on you this year. This isn't just so much on, on us collectively, but the challenge for this year will be to bring at least one person to faith this year. Everybody, one. That multiplying is about multiplying faith in others. So as a church, collectively, we're going to say, okay, can everybody bring one? Can everybody bring one? Disciplers teach what they know. It says, you know, you, you teach what you know, but you reproduce what you are. Um, and if we do this, I believe that in 12 months, um, this church won't be big enough, right, if we actually do what God has called us to do. When, when Jesus called his disciples, listen, they were mostly fishermen. He didn't send out theologians. He didn't go looking at, you know, uh, Jerusalem you know, State University. It wasn't where he went. Um, he went to the, the lakes, right, the sea. And he said, hey, fishermen, follow me. And I'm going to teach you how to fish for men. That was why he used that reference, fish for men, because they were fishermen. They understood that, that term. And he said, I'm going to help you begin, teach people how to begin a personal relationship with God. That's it, very simply. And Jesus enlisted others to help him do this. Couldn't he have just done this himself? But he went to fishermen. People who were working, people who had just vocations. Now, let's do some math. I didn't go to, I said I didn't take math, but it's because I tested out of math. I'm really smart. Actually, Google helps a lot. Um, we have about 150 people in the room today. About 150 people that are here. Okay. Um, if I helped in this calendar year 150 more people find Jesus, and I did that personally every year for the next 25 years, guess how many people that would be? Go ahead, Dustin. Put that up there. 3,750 people. If I personally were to go out and get 150 more people this year and then every year for the next 25 years. Sound good? Huh? Okay. Now, if each of you helped one person begin a relationship with Jesus this year, everybody got one. And then the year after that, everybody, including those ones, brought one. In 10 years, 10 years, do you know how many we'd have? Go ahead, Dustin. Ready? There you go. It's the power of multiplication. It's not a few doing it all. It's the power of the church being the church. It's a year of multiplication. We're better together. What we do matters. We are, the charge, we are the church, and it is our charge to multiply. What does the Great Commission say? It says, go make disciples. God says one task. you got one job. Go make more. 
Just one. I mean, is it realistic that this year, everybody in here could help one person find faith? Just help one person find faith. So throughout this year, we're going to do that. Our job, my job, my commitment this year, my vision for this year, my dream for this year is that I will help everybody bring one. That I will give you the tools, what, the encouragement, the support you need, that as a church, we will do whatever it takes to help you bring one. That's it. Because it's about multiplying. I believe God's going to put somebody on your heart and in your life that has no relationship with God right now. I believe that God's going to put somebody in your heart. Some of you already know who it is. Some of you already have a face, have a name. You know who I'm talking about. He's going to use you to bring them to Jesus. I have, I have no doubt that God wants to use, every, and God wants to and can. There's nobody in this room. You can't say, I'm too young. Nope. I'm too old. Nope. I can't. Nope. No excuses. Because it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about what God wants to do in us. God wants us to be fruit-bearing trees. That's part of the reason you see behind you there in the picture. This is the year we begin to populate a forest of faith all around us. That's not one tree. You can't even, and you can't even distinguish what tree is what. It's just hundreds of trees. Hundreds of trees because God wants to produce spiritual sons and daughters through us. And in order to do that, we need the heart of God the Father. God's going to give you a heart for, ch- for his kids, for his children, and you're going to bring people. So I'm telling you, that's our challenge this year. Personally, that you do those X factors and grow and let God multiply your faith. But then as a church, that together we would agree to bring one. One person. Everybody bring at least one. If you want to bring more, listen, go ahead. If you want to tr- shoot for 150, go for it. But just start with one. Start with one. Third We would say our personally, in our church, in our community. Our goal is always to say, how can we help build the kingdom around us? How can we help God? So, all right, there it goes. You ready for this? I think God wants us to help start another church this year. Not ours. Another one. Don't know how it looks. Don't know where. Don't know who. Don't know how. Don't know what. And I know we don't have a building of our own. So what? Can I tell you, when we got married, we lived in an apartment, didn't have my own house. We had our first kid, we didn't even own our, first, you know, own our own home, right? Like, I didn't need to own something in order to, to bring something new into the world. God can do it through us. You know, because we don't have a building, it actually frees us up to do more stuff like this. Are we good here? You can be comfortable? Your seats are nice, right? Works, works great for kids. we got bathrooms. We got, we're good. There's, there are people that don't know. About God. And if we can help get another church started that's going to reach more people, I'm in. I'm in. So, (laughs) I have no idea what our future is going to be. We can make excuses for the rest of time as to why we're not ready for this, and they might be valid. But I believe God is leading us to do this because of the kingdom. To multiply the kingdom. And here's the thing, if God is leading us towards something that maybe seems impossible, illogical, unreasonable, and unknown, count me in. Oh man, it's going to be an adventure. Because I have no idea how this is going to look. 
I really don't. We have some we have some guesses. Our leadership team is talking about some things and maybe exploring some things, but we have no idea right now. And honestly, it may be a whole lot more than I can see right now. And along the way, things may pop up and we go, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. It may be. I don't know. But can I tell you, go back to our Dustin, can you go back to the main the main slide for a minute? There's there's little I call them Easter eggs throughout these, uh, you know, little. There you go. So MX, right? Multiplication. Uh, do you see two leaves? Yeah, right there. Two leaves because out multiplying. It's not just going to be one church anymore. Our, our, our vision has always been to start a forest of life trees. Listen, it doesn't have to have our name either. Like, I'm not saying we're going to be life tree brand is going global. No, we're just going to start a church. I don't care what it looks like. I don't know who. I don't know. I don't have, I don't have anything in my mind because there's so many questions. Yes, I know. I have them all. But I just feel like God's telling us to take this step and commit to it. And I don't know how far it'll get, and I don't know if it'll happen in the calendar year, but we're going to make every step towards that. We're going to help another church get started. We have to vision beyond our own kingdom. Can't wait to see what God has in store. If our kingdom is only limited to this church, right, then we're, we're, it's way too small. Our kingdom is way too small. The size of our dreams, I love this, Mark Batterson, I love this guy. He says, the size of our dreams reveals the size of our God. And if your dream doesn't scare you, it's too small. All right. So then we're going to plant a church somewhere. I don't know where. I don't know how. I don't know who. But we in for that? I hope so. Some of you are like, oh, this guy. Yeah, it's cold outside. What's he talking about? Hey, listen, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. I shared last week, right, that we got a really significant financial gift this year. Some of you heard about that. You know, somebody gave us a significant sum of money. We've been very fortunate and blessed here. You guys are faithful givers. We've been able to keep our costs low. Um, we've got some money. Maybe we're in position to, to multiply. Maybe God has done that not just for us, but because we can be good stewards of what he's given us to build the kingdom. It doesn't have to be our kingdom. I don't know. I don't know. We need to do whatever it takes to help another church get started this year. So what does that mean for you? So what does that mean for you? Where do, where, where, what do you do with that? Well, here you go. First dream. What might be your part in this? What is God telling you to do? I don't know. Pray. What is God saying to you? Listen. Just listen. If He has anything He wants to say to you, okay, just, just be sensitive to what God's saying. And third, I'm, I'm, I'm going to open a can of worms with this one. Um, but share. If you feel like God is saying something to you, if He's putting a location on your heart, tell, tell us. You know, like God doesn't just speak to us, right? Like we're not like the God speaks to all of us. We're the church together collectively. So if you feel like God is putting a place on your heart, let me know. You feel like God is giving you some clarity about something. All right. You had a weird dream and you're not sure if it was pizza or you tell me, listen, we'll pray. We'll try and get the sermon on these things, but share collect. This is our thing. This is not like we're going to tell you where we're no, like, hey, let's dream together. Let's do this together. There's no better way to follow up the year of wonder than the year of multiplication. Because multiplication depends on faith that in a wonder-causing God. Let me tell you, I have no idea how God's going to do that. I've never done that before. This is the first time we ever started a church. And now I'm going to start another one somewhere else and not be in charge of it? Like, how does that work? I don't know. I have no idea. But you know what? I know that God knows. And because I believe in a God who causes wonder, I'm in. I'm in. So, personally, in our church, in our community, and finally, finally, 
what does multiplied faith look like in our world on a global scale? I'm going to invite Nikki to come on up and she's going to begin to play as we close this morning. In Romans chapter 15, uh, would, you, would you just listen to this for a minute? Paul says this. And I don't know if any of you, maybe your heart resonates with this. Paul says, my ambition has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ has never been heard. Rather than where a church has already been started by somebody else. I have been following the plan spoken of in the scriptures where it says, those who have never been told about him will see. And those who have never heard about him will understand. See, I want to seek out this year the places where the message has never been heard. And do whatever we can to get it there. I want to multiply faith in our world. Right? To go where it's never been heard. To bring it to people who have never heard it before. Listen, in America, there's churches on almost every corner. There's two in one building. There's churches, there's churches all over the place. But there are parts of our world that they don't know. They've never heard What can we do to multiply faith around the world? Oh, man. I'm telling you, God's got something really good He wants to do this year. And if He says it's time to multiply, then it's time to commit ourselves to multiplication. Let's start it personally first. God, multiply faith in me. Because I don't know if I have faith for all that you want to do. Start somewhere simple. Maybe it's the Bible reading plan. Start it. If you have not read the Bible regularly, I'm telling you, your life will not move forward until you do that. That's step one. Step one is getting in the Word of God every day. The Word of God is food. If you are not eating daily, you're starving spiritually. Plain and simple. I'm not going to be gentle with that one. If you're not in the Word of God every single day, how many of you skip a day eating because you're just good? You're just going to go on yesterday's meal. Seriously, you had breakfast and you're hungry now. You had a bagel and you're like, okay, this guy almost done? Brunch. But spiritually, we'll go for weeks without touching our Bibles. You are starving yourself. Get in the Word of God and do it daily. If you do that alone, this year will be a year unlike any you've ever had before. And tell me, very simple. Get a bookmark. Really simple. They're free. If you don't have a Bible, take one. I love buying Bibles. Please take them. If you want to take one and give it away to somebody, go ahead. I'll buy more. But get in that Bible. Read personally. Memorize that scripture verse. It's an X factor. It's going to help you multiply faith in your own life. Can we acknowledge this year? That God is going to multiply something new. And maybe can we just say, God, use me. God, use me. I want to bring one. I want to bring one, God. You know who's in my mind. Come on. If everybody brought one, seriously, the front rows would be full. We got a balcony. We got more room. Let's bring... Commit. God, use me. Use me. 
whatever it takes, multiply salvation in others because of me. God, I want to be used by you to multiply the kingdom. And can we thank God in advance for the church that he's going to start because of us this year? I say church because it might be more. Maybe there's like ten churches we start this year. I don't Hey, we just had a year of wonder. God can do anything. God, use me. Grow faith in me. Help me get one. Help us to start churches. And Lord, let us bring the name of Jesus places where it has never been heard before. Multiply his name all over the world. It's a year of multiplication. just want to consecrate this, Lord. I know it's kind of like a weird thing to do, but can I just ask you guys to stand? I just want to close in a prayer. I want to pray. It's like a way of consecrating. It's just recognizing the holiness, the sacredness of this moment. God, God, we come to you right now and we stand in, in, in awe, in recognition that this is something special that you want to do. God, we invite you to multiply faith in our lives. And if you want God to multiply faith in your life, would you just raise your hand and say, God, that's me. Multiply faith in my life this year. Lord, birth new things in my life. Give me faith for things that I have not faith for. God, look down upon our hearts. Lord, begin something new. Plant new things in our hearts. Seeds of faith. And if you want to commit to saying, God, I want to, I want to reach one. Or more, God, however many you want me to reach, but at least one, God, I'm in. If that's you, would you just raise your hand and say, God, send me. Use me. Use me to to multiply faith. To multiply names in the book of life. God, use me this year. God, together we agree. We want you to use us. Lord, use our giving. Use our, our prayers our experience, or to multiply a church. Lord, collectively, would we come together and would we plant a church somewhere that brings life to a community, to a city? Lord, use us to start something new this year. And Lord, would you give us an open door to bring the word where it's never been heard before? whether we do that personally or whether we do that corporately. Lord, give us eyes to see those places we can bring the word where it's never been brought before. Lord, we we dedicate ourselves to this year of multiplication. Lord, let it not just be about our kingdom, but about the kingdom. Lord, let us just see outside ourselves. As you build faith in us, Lord, it is not just that we can have deep roots, but so that we can bear fruit. Let us send our fruit out to the world to let them know how good you are, how much you love all of us. We consecrate this to you. I thank you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were encouraged by this message. For more information about Life Tree, please check us out online at lifetreecc.com.